Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they could teach you. You already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I am Sophia Wiseone and I am delighted and joyfully joining you today from my tender and soft and fluid menstruating body. I always get particularly non-linear in this space, and it's a precious time for me. I just want to invite you to uh, join me in the social media world, especially on Instagram. If you'd like to come play and kind of see the little bits in and outs, it's also where I ask for and invite uh, feedback and conversations about content from the show. So it'd be great to see you over there. And we have a really special guest today, uh, Anastasia Nitri. I came across years ago. And she's an established coach, been around a long time. And I came across her work and she was incredibly instrumental in establishing my understanding and translating my uh, spiritual practice and service as well as a business. So her official things to review for you here, Anastasia Nitri is a coach and a guide for people who are seeking to live a self-realized life, awake and free. Her published book, 
self-realization for regular people was birthed from her own awakening experience and truths that were discovered on that journey. Her flagship product is the Core Genius Map, which is an amazing tool for self for the self-realization journey. Self-realization holds the key for making clear decisions, completely agree, having right livelihood and relationships, it's essential for that, and going with the flow of what comes naturally instead of pushing against it. It is the key to freedom. Anastasia is gifted at seeing her clients through the darkest pain and the brightest light, holding safe space for them to go deep and delivering measurable results in their personal and business lives. Who doesn't appreciate that? To know more about Anastasia, keep listening. We're going to hang out and check out her website, AnastasiaMitri.com. Welcome, Anastasia. I'm very happy to have you here. Yay! I'm happy to be here too. <laughs> I am. I just want to really just kind of start right off the bat. You know, your bio is full of it's. You know, you are clear. It is self realization is like your <laughs> jam, like your subject. This is your zone, and uh, you know, right off the right at first instinct, I'm totally there, and I'm left with the question what are we talking about specifically? What is um, self-realization? What is the self-realized life? I'm glad that you asked what is self-realization. So self-realization, I define a little bit differently than uh, you often kind of hear out there. And so I'm glad that we're talking about this because I think it'll it'll make our conversation easier to follow. So what how I define self-realization is you know realizing who you are and not just that you know eternal divine infinite nature who you are but what I call the unique expression of that. So it's like when you know uh, what your life purpose is and you know what your gifts are and you know what your talents are and you know what your genius is and you know uh, what you're here for and what your, uh, I want to say what your particular learning is in this lifetime and you're in touch with all of that. Um, you at that point can have a life that's more in alignment with that nature. Then I'll give you a really practical example. It's like um, if you are the, you know, the artist who's trying to be an accountant, you might find life to be a more painful experience than if you were. Um, allowing that artistic creative side to flow. And interestingly enough, I say that a lot of times that divine, infinite, eternal nature can be accessed through all those things. It's like when you stop pushing against your nature and you start to go with it, that's when you can feel you know, God running through, that's when you can, uh, well, that's when your vibration raises, that's when you uh, feel the divine running your life. And so when you realize who you are, and you open up to that, and you align with that, um, 
things start to feel much easier and a lot less struggle. Awesome. I have a question. Do you think that like an artist who is in denial of their artistic truth, who's also an accountant, can come into a level of realization and then be an artist in accounting? Or do you think that fundamentally, um, like, uh, that there are spaces where things can happen and not happen? First of all, uh, I, I wouldn't know how to answer that question until I actually met that person. But let me give you just sort of an example. Um, it's kind of an interesting example between the artist and the accountant because the accountant is is more of, uh, I mean, you just sort of use different things, um, like kind of left brain, logical numbers, um, a lot of critical thinking in order to do that job and love that job. And I know accountants, my accountant, he loves being an accountant. He loves numbers. He loves helping people. <clears throat> he loves saving people from having to pay too many taxes or getting, you know, screwed over by totally. the government. Like he really it's has a soulful delight. A deep, yeah. It's a soulful delight. It's a mission for him. And he's just, um, he's amazing. And an artist is kind of like uses, say, a different set of tools, generally speaking. Not that the um, accountant won't use their creative side and the uh, creative won't use their logical side. But to access that divine nature, you want to be in alignment with uh, sort of the way you work. And everybody has such a unique thing. Everybody has such a unique, I call it a unique recipe. It's like um, the way I describe it is that say the uh you know the universe is a big giant jigsaw puzzle <laughs> there are no two pieces alike you have a particular uh i call it self realization is like finding the shape of your puzzle piece uh, uh -huh. and when you do you fit in so yeah. that particular ratio for, to creative and logical and this and this and this and this and this is so different for each person. So for me to say, you know, they couldn't, somebody uh, couldn't realize who they are and stay in that job using their creativity. I don't, I don't know, but right. I like a generalized you, rule. It just doesn't really make right. sense in the conversation. I, I know it. it, it's good. But one thing that is actually really interesting is that uh, what often prevents people from self-realization is in some cases, um, what you find out may take your life in a very different direction. Right. I, I mean, I've really never met anybody who it hasn't affected kind of some major thing, whether it's their livelihood or their significance significant relationships in their life or even the place that they live. So sometimes if you're afraid to change, you won't afford yourself the luxury of getting to know your nature. Uh, so you'll just kind of stay in this, you know, high or low level of suffering your whole life, which is 
unfortunately, what a lot of people do. I think everybody who, like you said, everybody that I know, everyone, and by everybody, I mean all the versions of myself that I've known, um, as well <laughs> as all the others I've met outside me, um, have been through that. Um, what, what was, um, I'm kind of curious, like that, like what was a, 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 a barrier, a threshold for you that to kind of, to come to terms with? Um, I know for me, like for me, what I, um, kind of, when I'm in really deep, um, kind of on a regular, now it's just kind of standard, but as for a long time, when I was in my, my prayer, my, my, my meditative spaces, and I knew I was asking for healing, I would get really, um, articulate and say like, I am willing to let every single piece of my life change, um, to have the healing I'm asking for. Like I, I give permission to have it all kind of come down and crumble, um, or, or, or blossom for that effect, you know, like to really yes. let it change and to give that explicit permission. Yes. Um, and I remember after I got married, that prayer changed to like, and like, it would be cool if I could keep my marriage. Like I'm willing to let that go to in, in the authentic search of, of blossoming and all of that. And like, like that'd be, that'd be a neat, that'd be a neat thing <laughs> if, if that could evolve with it. Like just letting you know, totally that. There, you know, and, um, and I, um, this is, here, here's my like bleeding, like nonlinear self. I'm like asking you a question, but I can feel myself taking this loop right now. Um, that I'm right now sitting in this place of, um, I, I'm feeling myself in, in this seat of my potential, even just this morning in my practice. Um, I was doing some, some journey work with my, with my moon time and, and traveling like, deep into my, my, my womb and my temple space. And I came across this space that I'd never seen before. And it was, um, like just totally demolished. It was just a mess. And so, you know, the, the medicine and the journey that I'm actually still kind of in the middle of, I was like, okay, I'll come back to this, um, later today or over the next week. But it was this understanding that there is this part of me that I totally was like, like in neglect, in resistance to, and that for me to have that full landscape, have that full experience, I have to allow, um, all of it to go away and like dissolve and be compost and then become something new. And for me right now, that's very much my creative expressive self, this ability to, um, well, I actually, I feel like it's okay to share this. It actually was literally, um, the amphitheater of my temple space. So I have mm -hmm. the, like the sacred space for healing work. And I have the place where I navigate contracts and I have my garden and my tending and my growing space, but my amphitheater, the place in which I share and express and send forth was the part that was totally um, in need of care. And so like, that's where I am right now. And so I'm, I'm wondering kind of where, like where in your kind of present moment application of this um, kind of evolution of self-realization, this edge of like, is there a space that you're um, either confident that you know will have to change to let change come or something that you are um, like feeling a little bit like edgy about letting change? Is that question clear? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So um, let me just... Uh... First of all, thanks for sharing that. 
Um, it's it's so funny that you said just in something you said a, a few moments ago. Um, I do these videos once a week, and I'll sit down in these moments and kind of like, you know, what are what are some of the things I want to talk about on video? It just kind of gets my ideas ready to go for when I sit down to shoot my video today. I was shooting, uh, I was going to shoot a video. I shot one on like, why do we feel, why, do, why does this not good enough thing kind of plague humanity? And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to do a, one video on the why and one video on the how. And, um, one of the steps of the how was like, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to see and embrace or release whatever I need to, to align myself with something, uh, that's in my nature. And so it's funny that you yeah. said that, cause that is quite a healing statement, you know, Sophia for me, um, there was, there was sort of two things. There was awakening. And then there was self-realization and awakening uh, for me, which was, I, I define awakening as, um, you know, it's like when you wake up in the morning after being sort of stuck in a nightmare, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and that's what awakening is. It's just, it's that experience sometimes over and over and many different things, sometimes all at once, but it's just, you know, you just get woken up from the bad dream. And uh, for me, I was, it wasn't a luxury. I mean, I felt so broken, so unwanted on the planet that it was either wake up from the nightmare or blow my brains out. And it was like that for so long that it was just, I, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to stay, but if I can't figure this out, I, it's too painful. Mm. It's too painful to walk around the world and feel like nobody wants me here. And so that was the night. It was literally a nightmare that caused everything to feel anxious. And so um, I got to the point, I remember, you know, as I started to let my very successful business begin to burn to the ground. Um, I remember saying to somebody in February of 2015, I said, you know what? I don't care. I don't care about any of this. I'll go and live in my damn car. Mm. I just want peace. You know, I have a quote that I put out on the internet that says, the moment of transformation happens when the known future becomes 10 times scarier than the unknown future. Mm. That's it. It's like, I don't know what's out there, but if I'm here a year from now, this is just too much. I, this is just too much. Mm. So, you know, it's like saying that I was willing to let stuff go you know like <laughs> once I started that like nothing was worth holding on to I call it is something in 2014 I call it the awakening before the awakening it's like kind of what started me on an awakening path was it was sucked because I got everything I wanted I was making a shitload of money I lived in a big house 
you know, I had all, I was friends with all the right people, you know, mm. and I was miserable. None of it worked. All the stuff I had been working for for years didn't make me feel any different. It was a huge buzzkill. And it was like, I don't <laughs> to say the least. What, right. <laughs> like, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. And so, anyway, it's just, and so the, the combination, of waking up. And I always say awakening is kind of a, uh, well, now it's, I, I define it as the awakening self-realization cycle. It's like the, the discovery is the self-realization. It's like, well, who am I underneath all this crap that I've been trying to be underneath this bit image that I've been trying to, you know, become underneath this mask that I've been putting on my face? Who am I underneath all of that crap that I know isn't me? And then there's the, it's like, there's the discovery and then there's the destruction and these are two really important things. And I always say, if you're not willing to let stuff go, I mean, what? <laughs> and not everyone needs to be on an awakening path or a self-realization path. That's not everybody's MO in life. But if you are and you're trying to hang on and not have anything change, you know, either two things are going to happen. Either you're going to be forced to have to go back to sleep or... It's going to burn down while you're kicking and screaming. That's often what happens. I was like, that's very familiar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, it's either going to go without yeah. your consent mm -hmm. and you're going to wake up whether you like it or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then today, today, um, after doing so much awakening and and so much self-realization that uh you know i i find that i have a really really uh deep thread of knowing and patience and peace i don't feel the the unwanted thing dissolved for me that's totally gone and that changed a lot <laughs> A lot when that illusion finally busted through that and woke up from that nightmare, the world became a very different place. So I'm not at this point um, really attached to anything because I I know Sophia. I know that all I need to do is just to uh, you know express what's in my nature. And life just has a funny way of taking care of every single one of my needs. I don't question that anymore. So why would I, you know, why would I worry about, I don't want to lose this or I don't want to lose that. It's like, if it's, if I'm losing it, it's because it's not aligned anymore is what I've learned from plenty of kicking and screaming. Like that was, right. it wasn't easy for me to get to that, but that's, that's the present day relationship to that as you were asking me. So yeah, <laughs> I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It felt good to hear. That's, you know, that's good. Um, yeah. Just kind of taking that in for a minute. Mm -hmm. So if I could kind of go in like two directions here, um, 
maybe they're the same direction. Um, this place of we in this awakening, or I often refer to as embodiment, this process of like embodying this authentic self, self-realization, and then embodying, actually living that life and mm-hmm. um, awakening, self-realizing, and you know, the results of that being an embodied way to walk through. Words, words to talk about these experiences, right? Um, and and for me, the process of especially someone who was like raised in and like I'm very grateful for it, and it's like you know all those things. But I was raised in 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 the dialogue of a very like colonized Western um, like spiritual New Age world was like very kind of common language frameworks around me. So there was a lot of mind consciousness stuff and a lot of heart stuff. But for me, my life really started to transform and heal when I started to bring my consciousness deeper and lower into my root, into my, literally my vagina, into my womb, into my menstrual experience. And so I'm wondering if, um, if and what and how, um, in your experience, the process of like, um, if what, how this process has affected your relationship or your understanding either energetically, like energetically, spiritually, um, or physically, um, or emotionally kind of Mm -hmm. with this kind of lower half of the, the body. Well, um, I, uh, I have kind of a, different way of embodying but let me explain a few things that have happened to me and it's really practical stuff like um, some of the changes the tangible things that I've seen occur I'll give you an example I spent my entire life as an insomniac Mm. and um, I now sleep at night and nothing, it, it, I didn't decide that. It just, it just happened. Yeah. Right. It just happened. Something I never thought would happen. I can't tell you how many years I spent praying for a good night's sleep. So that's one way I've embodied this, the embodied the peace, embodied the ability to be inside of the silence mm. in, in, in the dark and not have like a a guided meditation going or the TV going or something else to try to distract my mind, but just being able to go, I can sit in the dark and drift off to sleep there. I couldn't do that. For it's like six years, I had some kind of TV had to go in the background in order for me to fall asleep. So for me to sleep in silence with the dark and nothing is a big deal. Um, as far as like my body. So I spent my whole life, um, you know, in pretty decent shape. And then in about 2010, 2011, 2012, you know, I started to put on a lot of weight, like, you know, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, and uh, have been carrying that. And I have noticed my uh, eating habits have changed and there's an interestingly enough, there's no, um, I don't feel like I'm in a hurry to lose weight because I know that weight loss is nothing more than a 
pleasant side effect of you know, eating in this way that is where my mouth and my body can both agree that something is yummy, right? right. Yeah. And eating enough food, eating until I'm full, eating when I'm hungry, not depriving. Um, so I've noticed a big difference in my energy and my productivity levels. Like I, I, oh my God, you know, I have this, I have so much passion and I always, I love to put stuff out. I love to put content out. I love to do videos and blog posts and little memes and put them out. It's just something that feels really good for me to do. And now I'm just doing a ton of it. So like embodying for me, um, you know, I haven't yet, uh, I still feel like there is the whole, um, you know, world of the, vagina that awaits you know many no, for things real. to explore <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. many things to explore because i had you know feeling not wanted yeah caused me to have a relationship with men in which i feel like i've spent my whole life being someone's masturbation machine right like nothing but like I'm I'm here. My vagina has no other purpose than to give you an orgasm. So as far as like um just sexually and you know tuning into that vagina power, that's still, you know, relatively untapped, pun intended. Uh-huh. And, um <laughs> I think that there's it it's like as one thing unfolds, it opens me up to more and more. So I'm I'm open to that exploration as it you know, becomes time for that. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm st- I'm starting with you know, let's sleep right, let's eat right, let's take care of the body, and you know, then then I'll enter the world of the you know vaginal exploration of joy. <laughs> yeah. Know? So yeah. <laughs> that's sort of my <laughs> all I know about embodiment right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. It reminds me of. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. It's just uh-huh. you know, the. I heard this uh, like whole systems functional medicine doctor talk years ago, and uh, he said when people come to him, he asks them, do you sleep eight hours a night? And they say yes or they know. And he says, and do you eat meals regularly? And if they (laughs) answer no to either of those questions, he says, go home, sleep and eat for two weeks, and then come back and I can run some tests. Because yeah. what in the world am I going to be? I, I'm going to run tests and I'm going to see you don't sleep, you don't eat, you, your system's all messed up. Like, that's what I'm going to find. Your system's messed up. Like, base, like, you know, that thing. So I, it's like, and the power of that, um, like the truth of the simplicity and, and the power of what you spoke to or like what I heard and what I, you know, kind of, I know from your story, um, uh, that place of, um, like living a life. I had this, this came up with another, on, uh, on another episode uh, with uh, Julie Kazmariu. And, and we were talking about living a life that doesn't require you to constantly be recovering from your life. So can I jump in really yeah, quick? Please. I, I need to share something that I feel like is, re- I really want to stress this. So all that stuff the not sleeping, the eating like crap, 
uh, I can't tell you how many times I tried to just decide with my conscious mind, right? It didn't do shit. What happened was, I'm going to tell you of my own very personal, and I want to make this very clear, that each person's awakening path and what they need to see and what they need to face and what they need to realize is totally different. So what I'm about to share, I'm not saying is anyone else's path, but I I think it's important to say this. So I began to, I, I did... I had this huge, 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 huge awakening. And then um, I found that as it's, I I feel like awakening is kind of like if you have all these pimples on your face, every, every awakening you have is like one pimple drying up. And so then the few that are still there are just like so easy to see. (laughs) They're just like, oh God, right? They become more and more uh, just, in the in your face literally and there was one thing that i had a total blind spot around and i knew i had a blind spot around it and i i went to you know my awakening um teacher and i said i'm just i feel like i'm just in a padded room sort of circling like there's something mm-hmm. and what we found was that i had this thing that i had inherited from my family about feeling consistently trapped. And it was like this thing I couldn't see. And trapped for me caused me to uh, not sleep so I didn't feel well and eat like crap so I didn't feel well. Because what I was focused on for years is I have a problem feeling good. And I didn't have a problem feeling good. I had an issue with feeling trapped. So feeling like crap was very in alignment with that. And it was such a deep shadow. I couldn't see it. Once I saw it and I woke up from that nightmare, that's when these behaviors changed. And they changed on their own. Right. Yeah. So I want to make it clear for people because you know how easy it is for somebody to feel like, why can't I just do that? Totally. You know, so I want to say if you have a trouble sleeping and you have trouble eating right, you know, there might be something in there that's something once you see can, I, I want to say, clear the flow for you to be able to make some changes and have them sustain and last. And I, I just think it's a really important uh, piece to put in because, you know, I tell people all the time, it's not that you don't have any willpower, or that you don't want it bad enough, or that you're some loser or something's wrong with you. It's just that sometimes you just have things you can't see. Uh, and those yeah. things have a lot of power yeah. <laughs> until you can see until them. Until you so. can see them. <laughs> yeah, I really, I appreciate you saying that. And that was that was like, like where I was going in that, like in that story of like, it's like, go home and take care of that. And then the question is, and like living a life you don't need to recover from, but then it's like that bigger question of how do you get there? Right? Like what's standing between me and living a life I don't have to recover from, or what's between me and being able to naturally without effort and bullying and a million systems be able to take care of my most base and natural needs that are occurring that like, yeah. if like, if you can't go home yeah. and just 
fix that and be like, oh, all right, okay, and like do a thing, which honestly, I think most people, you know, if they, you know, it's like, you know, that there's like these degrees and it's like that, that question of like what's there, like, and it is so often that, you know, um, that sh- like, I don't know, it's like, I, <clears throat> it feels for whatever reason, it feels played out to say it right now, but it's not played out, which is this like shadow work, this like invisible, the things that are there in the dark. And I just really, really appreciate what you're saying. And just again, want to like echo and lift up again, that like, it's not about like shaming or bullying and like making yourself do a thing. Um, it's never, it never worked for me. Like, that's what I can say, you know, like that it didn't, it, 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 it doesn't when I still, if I find myself in a, um, in a funk, I usually, you know, however long it takes 10 minutes or three days or, you know, it's long now if, if I find myself in a space and it takes many, many days to notice that what I've done is slipped into a space of really being hard on myself as opposed to listening, you know, yeah, taking that time totally. and energy to be like, I'm a problem as opposed to being like, what's trying to get my attention? <laughs> you know, that's a real, that's a really, really good way to put it. You know, often Here's the the interesting thing. We we do so many things as a culture that they they make total sense on the surface. And it can see like I'll give you know how I talk about it is it's it's through finding the unique shape of your puzzle piece. That's how you fit, right? That's how you fit in, not by being someone else's puzzle. So, you know, it's counterintuitive to say that in order to fit in, you need to be unique. But it's true, right? And then it's also totally understandable that we want to numb our pain. Pain sucks. Pain is painful, right? Like, it's so it totally is easy to understand that when we have pain, when we have physical pain, we want to take a pill, uh, that when we have an emotional pain, we want to distract ourselves or numb ourselves with addictions. Like I get it. I've had all, you know, all of them. And, uh, I, I never, am like, oh, yay pain. But I will tell you <laughs> what I found is that pain is nothing but a messenger. That's all it is. That's all it ever is. Every time you feel pain, it's simply saying something's off here. Something needs to be looked at here. This is the thing that is making your life hard. Look directly here. And it doesn't always give you very clear instructions (laughs) or answers. Which also sucks, right? It's not like, okay, look here and do this and the pain will go away. But if you, I, I realized this years ago and it changed my life. The day I realized, oh my God, pain is my most powerful messenger. And it's just always trying to tell me something. And if I can just approach it like that, then I've got a better shot at getting really rid of it than I do of just trying to get rid of it. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) being unique makes you fit in and leaning into your pain is what makes it go away. And, and like I said, it's, it's hard, it's hard, but I think you finally get there after you've tried. I always say, you know, you're never really ready for awakening until you've gone through all the different 
quick fixes and really tried them because it's it's like why wouldn't you try to get rich quick and why wouldn't you try to you know get a partner to make you feel loved and you've got to try those things. <laughs> Because like, what if they did work? That'd be awesome. Exactly. <laughs> oh, totally. And totally. But if you go through those things and, you know, your stuff is still there, sometimes you have to exhaust it all. At least that's what happened to me. Like I had to get everything I want to go, oh, shit. You know, like, this just isn't it. And now I don't know what else to focus on. So it just, anyway, <laughs> I think you get my point. That's good. <laughs> to get I remember it for me that pain identifier teacher came when I was in massage school learning anatomy and physiology and I was taught that no scepters the pain uh, uh, the neurological pain receptors have one purpose which is a signal to make you change your behavior totally that's it that's, that's all it. it is and it was like I had oh. that moment and they were you know they're talking about like it's a thing and I was like Oh my God, that's the answer to everything. Like it was this like massive turning point, yeah. And digesting that and, you know, and it's just like, oh, what do I want to say? It's like, oh, this is what I want to say. I've been having this conversation with year for years about then the process, right, that I'm having with myself perpetually is lowering my threshold for pain, which is also kind of counterintuitive, like building my resilience. But instead of being able to tolerate pain and like deal with it and keep going, I've been training myself to lower my like threshold and tolerance for pain so that at the slightest signal, I look to say, oh, what's the message? So that I don't have to have everything fucking fall apart entirely (laughs) to get my fucking attention. You know, like Uh, it was me screaming on the street until my girlfriend at the time um, dissociated and passed out. We were both sober. Like I can't even blame alcohol for the insanity that happened on the street, except I can blame pain and my wisdom not giving up on me and being like, you can tolerate all this pain. We're just going to have to get louder. I mean, that was an insane moment in my life. It's a huge turning. Totally. I was like, yo, this is too fucking far. Well, you, I think you, you start to, um, you know, I, either you can just have less tolerance, meaning that, you know, you, you just feel it faster, but it also comes with an awareness of what it is. That's why like anyone listening today, if you could just shift your awareness ever so much, because if you think about it, it just makes sense. I mean, you don't really need to argue with the fact that pain's trying to get your attention. I think on some level, that is one of those big T truths that we all know. And when we hear it, we're like, oh, shit, man, yes, right? It makes total sense. So, you know, the more that you numb, uh, the the harder things are going to be. And I also want you to be kind and compassionate with yourself if you are numbing, because that you know, sometimes you just have to get through the day. And um, I was really, I was lucky in a lot of ways when I started my big awakening and could fall apart. You know, I didn't have a husband and a mortgage and two kids. You know, I can't imagine 
in those situations how sometimes you just need to shove the hot dog in your mouth and get through the day. You know, sometimes you just need to. So if you're finding yourself there and you're like, you know what, I can't deal with going into my pain today. I just need to take an Advil. <laughs> like that's, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's mm-hmm. just really an awareness yeah. that you don't want to do that for too long. Mm-hmm. And you want to try to carve out some space when you can. That's why, you know, I think, you know, here's shameless plug, hiring a coach can be a great outlet for that. Or going to see a therapist. Like if you have a busy life, having a place that's just that sacred space for being able to dive into these things in a way that remains tolerable and productive. Because it's a kind of a key. You can go into your pain and sometimes fall off the rails of where it's no no longer productive and you're not getting anywhere with it. So a professional can make sure you're staying in that window of tolerance and you're discovering certain things and truths by going into your pain that uh, are helpful. Right. Because when you're there by yourself, sometimes you're seeing things that don't make sense and somebody to bear witness and help you understand what you're feeling and what's going on. Um, Especially if you have a busy life, it's much better option, even if you don't have a busy life, but especially if you do. Yeah. (laughs) And you just can't fall apart every day. You know, I was able to do that for months, just (laughs) fall apart every day. Not everyone has that luxury, you know? Yeah. No, I really appreciate, I am a huge advocate of hiring professionals. Huge. Yeah. I've hired a lot of professionals. I continue to hire professionals. Um, you know, I, uh, I recommend people hiring me when I'm the professional they need. Like, it's just, you know, totally. it's like, because you want to know what? I just didn't know how to do what I needed to do. Totally. You yeah. Know? And exactly. it was like, I even needed to learn how to trust myself in certain ways so that I could access how much I did know. It's like yeah. now I know I can go to myself as my number one. Even when I go to a professional, I'm 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 working through their wisdom through my own system. But I had to learn um, and heal and gain access through that, which is one of the reasons I also really I am a big fan of like the whole spectrum, which is like you know coaching and um, um, and group work and um, and kind of uh, I want to say like. Um, focus or community centered kind of, um, transformation. And then also just like some straight up like therapy, like trauma recovery, neurological repatterning, oh, like all oh, that stuff. You know, and then I went also to, um, in prayer. like, I'm that sorry, you know, I okay, it's fine. but the, that's like my, just like, so I don't yes. lose it. Those like th- that, that combination of just like mad science, um, community, deep trusted wisdom, like lived wisdom, that like coaching world where it's like people have been through shit. Like they know what the fuck they're talking about. They're not making it up. Like this is, they didn't read it in a book, you know, um, mm-hmm. like you, like you didn't read it in a book. You fucking wrote the book about what you lived, you know, and, and then, <laughs> and then ceremony and then spirit. And that when you engage professionals from all of these realms, your life will be profoundly different, mostly because you have access to yourself and then yourself can do things differently. Right. And everybody's drawn in different ways. I see, you know, a lot of times you just, you have to start with where you're drawn. And I'll give you an example. Like, uh, I worked with a 
client about a year and a half ago. And I remember telling her, it's like, you know, I'm really good at, you know, we can, at our work together is really good at like putting the finger on the thing. Like I'm just, so I'm, you want somebody to go, what the hell's going on? I'm great at that. But sometimes based on what you discover, you might find that you need a little something more. And I said, you know, trust where you're drawn, because sometimes based on what we discover, we could shine a light on it. Sometimes that's all you need, but sometimes you need some kind of somatic work. Or like I actually went and did a few sessions of um, EMDR and loved it. It really... Yeah. And so it's just, it's like, uh, there's so many different modalities, you know, there's, there's EMDR, there's tapping, there's, you know, trauma release, there's, uh, all these kinds of different things and they all, um, and you don't, and you don't need to do all of them, but just, <laughs> you'll feel drawn and you'll maybe see something and you'll hear about something and you'll get a little ding. Like that's your guidance system to know, you know what, this, this is another stepping stone. You know, um, you have heard me say this because we worked together years ago. It's like, as a, as a person who's, you know, coaching or healing or mentoring or whatever you want to call it, other people, you have to realize you're just one stepping stone in their journey. Mm -hmm. And if they if they stand on you as that stepping stone, you are an essential part of that path. You are somebody's, they need that stepping stone to get to the next place. But you're just one. None of us are the end all be all. <laughs> when somebody works with me, are they going to, you know, have a hundred other stepping stones after they're done, of course. But the one that you take with any given person can, you know, get you on a more authentic, natural path that flows in life. So, you know, again, it's all part of that unique recipe. So just, you know, pay attention to the ding, lean into the pain. <laughs> best you can step by step and yep. your life will unfold in exactly the perfect way that's good stuff right there <laughs> that's some like tried and true like yeah like try that out let us know that's it like yeah there it is there it is that's, there it is that's the whole thing like trust your fucking ding trust your drop. ding lean into the pain and it's going to unfold. You just did. Like, that's it. One, two. Keep yeah. talking, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I feel, I really feel like you covered it. And <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'll, I'll actually add one more thing. I'll pick the mic back up for a second yeah. is, you know, there's, um, it's not oftentimes we sort of search for, you know, when is this going to be over? Mm. And I think that what a lot of people are talking about when they say something like that is, you know, this, this kind of, um, just gut wrenching work and pain. I want to say something from experience. Like I spent, um, a good three years in, and not all the time, not 24-7, but in 
really dismantling and looking and having to get really honest with myself and having to feel a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of, oh my God, and how could I, what did I do? And and forgiveness and rage and all that fun stuff, right? And so um, I am at a certain point, which I had a feeling <laughs> that you can get to. It's not like evolution kind of once that once that uh, you that all that stuff kind of starts to dissolve, all those big um, I'm not good enough kind of beliefs start to dissolve. Now you can evolve from a different place. Now you can evolve from a place where you're coming from a place of wholeness. So, you know, life still remains uh, exciting and you, you know, will have some challenges from time to time. And there's lots of growth opportunities and lots of new things to discover. Um, but when you become more in your natural flow, you can find that you enjoy those things and it doesn't feel like you're just quote unquote working on yourself. So in one way, yes, the evolution never stops, but do you reach a point where it becomes more pleasant? Yeah. Hands down a big yes to that. So if you're in the place where you're still, you know, ripping your guts out, hang in there. It's not like that forever. And I just think everybody should know that. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't say it if I hadn't directly experienced it. I Like I said, I didn't read that out of some book. That's been direct life experience. And if I can walk around this planet, not feeling like a shitty ball of anxiety all the time, oh my God, there is hope for everyone. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. Awesome. I love that. That's kind of actually like a lead in. So, I have two closing questions. Um, and the first one is just really simple, which is just that um, if people want to connect with you or ask you questions or give a shout out, is there a particular place you like to be found? Yeah, my website ha is like the hub. You know, it's got uh, everything I do. It's got, um, I send out these great emails every week. I send out these two remember this kind of little taps on the shoulder videos and emails that are great. And then I send out one kind of longer teaching video, just really, really good content. And so my website is AnastasiaNitri.com. You can just Google me. Anastasia Nitri will come right up. And there's a little um, place on the bottom of my site to sign up. You can get those emails. Um, you can also find social media links and uh, link to my book if you're interested in that. It's it's all there. Awesome. Great. Uh, so the the closing question you kind of already like I I think I heard a little bit of this getting tapped into but um uh the notion that um how do I want to say this okay I believe in a whole and healed and yet still evolving world and a shared culture that we could exist in as humans that we're not necessarily doomed to just destroy our planet and 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 uh and die trying right that there's actually a place and a way of of being and living um on this planet um 
that's that's possible. I believe that. I believe the work that I do is is part of is part of bringing that into being. So I guess it's like the first one is like a question, which is like, are you with me? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay, great. Yeah. It's like a very assumptive question, but then I realized like, I guess it's just if possible. Someone could be like, no, I don't feel that way, Sophia. Um, so far. Okay, great. So you're with me, Anastasia. So my question is, we are, we are moving towards this thing. And I would, I would like you to help paint a picture or weave a thread of what that world or space or culture or personal experience looks like. What does it taste like? What does it sound like? What's the quality of that world that we are are here birthing and crafting? Kind of cast cast a web of that, a piece of that for us to, a, a beacon for us to move towards, to see, to create. You know, um, I've got something I saw years ago, and um, it's this movie called Zeitgeist Moving Forward. It's on Netflix. I mean, they, it just, to me, it's not painted any better than that. It's, they call it a resource based economy, and it's pretty much a world that utilizes, uh, utilizes resources in a way that makes sense. In other words, you know, not like crapping in our water supply (laughs) or, you know, uh, competing in a way that, um, you know, causes uh, these, you know, giants to rule and and all the different classes and all that kind of stuff. But just – uh, in a way in which we live in a world that makes sense, we'll have, uh, we'll each have opinions and we'll have differences. But what I will tell you is creativity will flow. Mm. Technology will become amazing when we don't have these limits on trying to uh, keep each other down or rule over or weaponize things. You know, we can have people, we can have a world in which people are free to totally work in alignment with what they're, uh, naturally designed to do because we can have, you know, machines that do all the, you know, crappy stuff. Nobody's got to do that. And so technology will flourish in a way that, protects our lands and our energy sources. Um, we'll have education that makes sense. We'll have, uh, you know, communities that that function well, and there won't be any need for uh, people to have more than they absolutely need and people to have nothing at all. So that's the world that I feel like we are moving towards and whether or not we'll see it in my lifetime, I don't know, but I do know that I'm here just as you are, Sophia, and you are, dear listener, Mm -hmm. as part of that evolutionary team. So whether or not you see it in your lifetime, trust that you have a legacy that is going to contribute to a world that functions in its highest capacity and uh there you go <laughs> beautiful thank you so much thank you for joining vagina talks today anastasia it's been a pleasure and a gift to have you and your voice and your insight 
I'm really grateful. Thank you. It was fun. And I enjoyed that a lot. And I hope you uh, have lots and lots of great success with this podcast and uh, amazingly interesting guests and different viewpoints and um, let the vagina, you know, have a voice. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. You know. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.